Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. What is wealth consciousness, and why is it important for us to cultivate it? What does your home, your possessions, and even your clutter have to do with your wealth? I explore these questions and more with today's guest, host of the Wealth Alchemist podcast, Carrie Norley. After running away from everything she knew to live in Australia and experience an entirely different way of living and spending years studying everything she could get her hands on around wealth, success, money, mindset, psychology, feng shui, alchemy, and more topics that she still studies to this day, by the way, Carrie discovered how limiting the relationship people have with money is for most people in the world, and she set out to change that. Carrie says, the more money you have, the more ability you have to make a bigger impact on this planet. So Carrie's mission is to raise your wealth consciousness, clear your energetic, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual blocks around your money, around wealth, around abundance in all areas of your life so you can live the life that you dream of and you can give back and be a greater part of making this world a better place simply by being you. So in today's interview, we talk about health and wealth and consciousness and one of my current favorite topics since I am decorating my brand new place here in Nashville, Feng Shui. So part one of the show is with Carrie and I got super passionate about Feng Shui after our interview that I went back and I listened to episode 213 of Food Heals and that was with Feng Shui master Dana Claudette and that was co-hosted by Leslie Durso and it was so good. Um, And so on theme with Carrie's message that I decided to play you a clip from our interview with Dana. So stay tuned for that. But first, Food Heals Nation, I don't know about you, but I love it when my skincare products and my makeup are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. I don't want to put toxins all over my face when I'm getting ready in the morning, right? I want high-performance beauty and skincare products without parabens, without sulfates, without phthalates. I want them to be certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. That's why I'm obsessed with Thrive Cosmetics. That's right, Cause, C-A-U-S-E, medics. Like, they are out for a cause. Their cause is the name for a reason because every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. So I don't know about you if you've ever tried lash extensions. I've had a love-hate relationship with lash extensions for a long time. I love the way they look. I hate putting them on and taking them off. Um, I hate sitting in the studio for three hours to get them done. It is just an expensive nightmare. So that's why I'm really in love with the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara by Thrive Cosmetics. It is actually their best-selling product. It has more than 20,000 five-star reviews. The mascara is ultra-lengthening. It's eye-opening. It lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. It kind of looks like lash extensions without damaging like your actual lashes with that glue 
that always messes up my lashes and it's not expensive like when I would go to the salon, which it's really hard for me to justify doing ever again, unless it's like a really, really special occasion. Until then, I am using the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara by Thrive Cosmetics. So check them out. It's got clean, nourishing ingredients to support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Easy to wash off, easy removal, you don't even need soap or anything like that. It just comes off with water and a, like warm water and a washcloth, but then it doesn't run when you're out. Like, so this is crazy. I was out to dinner the other night and for some reason Nashville got really humid. Uh, it was a few nights ago. Was it Sunday night? And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing this mascara. And all of a sudden it's humid, which it, when it's humid, I just don't wear mascara because I don't want it to run and it didn't run. And I was pleasantly surprised. So now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to thrivecosmetics.com slash foodheals. That's Thrive Cosmetics. Now, it's not cosmetics, C-O-S, it is C-A-U-S-E, okay? Thrivecosmetics.com, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash foodheals. You get 15% off your order. Try the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara and let me know what you think. Tag me on Insta. All right, next up, my interview with Carrie. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. All right, please join me in welcoming Carrie Norley to the show. Welcome, Carrie. Thanks, Allison. It's so great to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So what you do is so fascinating. And I know this conversation is going to go a lot of places. So stay with us, Food Heals Nation, because I promise it's all related to health and wellness. But Carrie, can you just take us back and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. So funnily enough, actually, because we're going to talk about money and wealth, but my background actually, to begin with, is as a massage therapist, studying nutrition and all sorts of health things. And then eventually I got into the mindset piece of all of it. Uh, when I was doing massage work and realized how powerful our minds are to actually be able to shift what is happening in our bodies. And it ended taking me down the road of coaching and mindset work and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually led me into manifestation work, which has led me into doing wealth and money uh, consciousness work to help people to really dive in and shift their relationship with money and wealth. But I love being here and talking about it because I, like you, Elson, I think that all of it combines. Like if we have a healthy body, we have to, we get to have a healthy body, a healthy soul, a healthy spirit in order to even start to bring in, you can be unhealthy to bring in money, let's be real. But (laughs) it's really nice when we have it all, right? Like we can really have it all. (laughs) That's preferable. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I think like, what's the point of having a lot of money when you're going to be really sick? And what's the point of being really you know, like if you're really sick and you don't have, not the what point, but like it sucks when we're really sick and we don't have the financial resources to help ourselves. Right. And it's so all related. It's like, I always talk about how everything is connected within the body and then you have to connect your mind. You know, the gut is the second brain and how it's all connected. But wealth consciousness is similar to health consciousness. Can you tell me a little bit about that since you are the wealth alchemist and tell me what that is as well? Yes. So for me, wealth alchemy is around exactly what you're talking about, that it's all everything. So for me, it's looking at our relationship with money and wealth from the lens of the mental, spiritual, energetic, physical, and emotional aspects. And how does it relate in that same way that wealth does? I mean, health does for me in, it's like, if we look at the scale of consciousness and we look at, 
uh, the fact that we have, you know, guilt, fear, shame, uh, anger, fury, all those judgment, all those types of emotions, uh, they are heavy, dense emotions. And as we go up the scale of consciousness, we can look at things like joy, bliss, love, happiness, peace, and they're higher vibrational on the scale of consciousness. So if we look at like consciousness itself, if we look at uh, the energetic experience, then holding these dense uh, exp- these dense emotions can keep us trapped in uh, stuff we don't want from our health and our money, right? And as we right. release all of that and we let go of those those dense emotions, and it doesn't mean I'm going to be very clear that we don't ever go back to feeling judgment, guilt, fear, shame, whatever. But we can shift our relationship with it so that it doesn't actually live and I want to say like um, dominate our experience of life. And when we shift into the higher consciousness of the joy, the bliss, the love, then everything shifts from our wealth and our health, right? Because like if we're in a higher vibration, I look around the world right now and I think if we're in a higher vibration, as far as our health goes, then it's our, our bodies are more resilient to bugs, to sickness, to germs, to even like, you know, those internal, I mean, for me to be very fear about it, like I believe that whatever we, what we think about where whatever's happening, our body starts in our mind or somewhere else, yes. spirits, right? And so there's some, there's some unconscious thing that is happening that is creating a symptom that we get to look at and the symptom can show up in anything, you know, from our money, from our food, from our health, from our relationships, it shows up in any way. And so what's the unconscious telling us for us to look at uh, as the symptom for us to heal? And it's the same across all boards, you know? Yeah. And I think something really beautiful about this, because you mentioned manifestation, is that when you do work on yourself and, you know, obviously things are going to happen to us, as you said, it's all about having the tools so that next time it's a little easier to overcome that situation with grace and ease and to vibrate at a higher frequency than let's say you did last time. And what's cool about all of this is When you're working on something, like let's say, Carrie, that I wanted to manifest a new car, right? I could sit there and only focus on, I want that new car, I want that new car, but that's not what it's about. It's about the feeling of when I have the car. It's about the feeling of being in the car. It's what the feeling of what does the car mean to me? Oh, it means freedom. Well, I also want freedom in other areas of my life. I want health freedom. I want financial freedom. I want freedom in my relationship or whatever it might be, freedom in my business. So if I'm working on a car, I'm actually working on freedom in all areas of my life. And so as I get closer to the car, other things are happening at the same time because all I'm doing is vibrating at a higher frequency to get me to where I want to be with the car. But the car means so much more. Does that make sense? Totally, totally. I have a I have a mentor who will actually say, I, I love this and it kind of makes me think of it here. Like if you're shooting... In, in your manifestations, if you're looking for a car, or if you're looking for your next level in financial abundance, right? It's like shoot for the stars to hit the moon. So if you're looking to create your $250,000 a year, you want to get a car, like shoot for the higher one, right? So like, I'm like, my dream is the Aston Martin. It's like, oh my God, I swear. I'm not into cars, but it's like, if I were to have like a high-end car, that's it, right? Right. And, but so somewhere in there, in the middle, I can, you know, like we can, if we're shooting for one, 
then we're going to do the work to get that. And so we're going to land somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't have to cry that I didn't hit that. I, I just got the Tesla, not the Aston Martin or something like that, right? <laughs> oh, just the Tesla. <laughs> just that, right? And so we can start to look at, like, if, we're, if we are stretching ourselves to our, I guess, the highest capacity of what that might look like for us, then even if we land in the middle, like, we're still doing a lot better. And I think that in trying to get to the higher point, higher part, then we start to shift our vibration into these next levels. And then we get to be, you know, excited when we receive whatever it is that shows up in the, in that meantime too. Beautiful. Yes. So you have a podcast called The Wealth Alchemist and you have a book, The New Wealth, Magnetize, Abundance, Hold Your Wealth and Leave a Legacy. What are some of the top takeaways that you give to your readers and listeners? What are some of the top things that you like to teach? Ooh. Yeah. Mm, good question. So one of the things that I really like to to work on when I when I do money and consciousness, wealth consciousness work, uh, there's a few things, but as far as the energetics, uh, things around holding wealth, because a lot of people talk about the manifestation process, but unfortunately a lot of people are really great at manifesting and not so great at holding it. And oh, you mean we're good at spending? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Really good at spending. And then I find it amazing how many people are hitting like seven figure years or multi six figure years. And at the end of the year, like, did I actually make more money than I did when I was broke? Right. <laughs> I got nothing more to show for it. I still got this stuff going on. Right. And so it's this concept of being able to hold it. And it's interesting because one of the things I've been playing with and one of the metaphors I use in my book is uh, is to look at it kind of like there's a river. And if we start to look at the currents, right, and we have currency and currents. And if we look at a river and a lot of people, it's like the river's flowing and the money comes in and it goes out. Money comes in, goes out, just like a river, just keeps going. Right. And then mm -hmm. we can also look at things like there would be a pond and that just holds it and there's no flow. But when we look at it as money as a currency, then we want it to flow, right? If we hold too tight, then there's no flow and we can stop that block. And if we let it flow too fast, then it can obviously doesn't work either. Um, <laughs> so the way that I kind of like this metaphor is like, what about the eddy, right? Like the eddy that's at the side of the river, the water kind of pools, but there's still a flow. Some of it stays there and it gently goes out, comes in, goes out. And I think this is a really nice metaphor for the way that we can look at our ability to manifest, hold, and grow our wealth. Because we want to have that flow, but we also want to allow ourselves to have that pool that just sits there. And and it's okay. And I think this is a lot of times that people don't like beat themselves up. Like it's okay to hold on to your money. You know, it's okay to to allow yourself to grow wealth. And I think a lot of people's beliefs in this kind of come into, oh, well, people with money are bad. They're, you know, the root of all evil, all the stupid conditioning that we've all had. And we all have something, you know, it doesn't matter what level. Mm -hmm. This is also something I find fascinating. It doesn't matter what level of money you come from or your background at all, or what your past has been. We all tend to end up in the place of uh, I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not deserving. I'm afraid. I can't hold this. What if, what if I mess this all up? All of these types of things are where we end up no matter what. And so it's really about shifting and realizing you are worthy. Like every single one of us on this planet is worthy of having an abundant life. And if you look at most of the people, a majority of the people who are multimillionaires, billionaires in this world, a lot of them started with nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of them started with nothing. And so people can be in the in the woe is me, poor me. It's never going to work for me. It's for somebody else. I can't do this, blah, 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 whatever the excuse is. Or you can realize that you stick your, you know, you get your grit in. And sometimes it's going to we were talking, Alice and I were just talking right before the podcast about um, my podcast, I'm like episode 60. And we were just talking about like the first those first 20 to 30 podcast episodes are not like they're not comfortable. It's uncomfortable to put yourself out there. It's uncomfortable to not necessarily have the interaction that we want to have, all these types of things, but we keep going, right? And it's for the keep goings, right? Even if you look at it in the podcast industry, Ellison, right? Like if you keep going, it's the ones who've gotten to the past, the point of these 20, 30, and you just keep going past the uncomfortable part that eventually something will work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right? Something's going to work. And it's the same thing when we start to look at, you know, this money and this wealth consciousness. It's like, if this is your desire and your dream, then, you know, in some ways it's like you, you get to be to a point where you can kind of like burn bridges and be like, I'm not going to go back to any other direction and I'm going to choose this path and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I think a lot of people get stuck in the whatever it takes or that it gets to be, you know, like manifestation, they'll say, oh, but it's easeful or it's easy, right? We want it to be easy. And the truth is, you and I will both agree that this is not like, quote unquote, easy. There can be easeful moments. There's flow. Like as we find our path, there's a lot more flow that happens and synchronicities and manifestations that can come in much quicker. And that doesn't always mean that there's there's not challenges that come up that we just still get to work through. And so it's a really important thing to start to look at, like, what's our relationship with this and how badly do you want it? Oh, my gosh. So many directions I could go right now when it comes to questions because that was so... Good. And I love um, all the visuals. Like I love the river and the eddy and um, the flow, being in flow. And one thing I want to go back to that you said was, because it's very important when it comes to health, wealth, relationships, all of every facet of our life has to do with this one thing, your self-worth. Do you love yourself? Are you cultivating self-love practices and reminding yourself of who you truly are? Like if you don't believe in yourself, then that's as far as you can go, right? It's like, are you talking about, we talk about in society, our net worth. Our net worth is based on our self-worth because mm. we have to believe in oh, that we are worthy, that we are capable, that we are all the things that we need to be our healthiest, our wealthiest, in our highest calling of a relationship, job, whatever it might be, right? So it comes down, whatever it is, I'm telling you, whatever it is that we're talking about, it comes down do you love yourself? Yes. To look after yourself. I mean, because it's like, even with your food, your health, your money, it's like, do I love myself enough to look after myself and do the things that I know I'm supposed to do so that I can get the results that I want to get? And the other thing yeah. I'll, add, I'll add to that, actually, that was really interesting that you said around our worthiness is to also be careful that we don't then attach the amount of money that we have to the value that we have in this world. And I think something mm-hmm. that we can really step into is looking like, if what you're wanting to do is increase your your net worth, your financial net worth, uh, and your worthiness, as you were just saying, right? It's like we step into that now. Like it does not matter how much money. If you have $5 in your pocket right now and that's all you've got, or if you've got a million dollars or millions of dollars, it doesn't matter. But like the point is that we step into the next level version of ourselves and like, okay, so I'm worthy of this right now. And it doesn't matter that you have it or not by saying and choosing that right now that I am, that's when it will show up. Yes. And feeling it in order to have it, 
first. Like people are like, oh, I'm going to feel so much better when I have the relationship, when I have the money, when I have better health. Feel better now. Yes. And that's when it comes to you. The problem is people are like, I will feel better when, and that's holding it at a distance. It's like, think about all those people. There's this crazy phenomenon. You probably know about this. Maybe you talk about it. Let me know. But of people who have won the lottery, not once, mm-hmm. but twice three times and lost it all. So mm-hmm. you know what, Carrie? I would say they're pretty good attractors. They really believed that they were going to win the lottery, but they didn't believe they were worthy of the money right? because <laughs> then they got rid of it as soon as they could. Right. It's what I talk about. So in my book, one of the things that I dive into is generational wealth because I come from generational wealth. And so it's been my mission to be like, okay, so if, because even in inheritance, 70%, approximately 70% of the people who inherit money, whatever level it is, will will spend it all same way as lottery. If you got an insurance payout, whatever that is, it's like, we can, we can take it on, but we can't necessarily hold it. And so one of those things, like you said, it is that worthiness piece. And it is like this desire to choose to hold it and grow it. Like it is a choice, you know, it is a choice to say, I'm going to take this on and I'm going to allow myself to be the person that grows it. And I think part of it, like if I start to look at at archetypes, right. And like the, we break down mm, the kind of person that you choose to be. So for example, an archetype could be like a queen or an empress or king, or, uh, yesterday I was working with a tycoon archetype. Ooh, that one blew me out. Um, (laughs) but it's like, okay, so look into that and like, how do they show up for, for money and wealth? How do they show up for, uh, relationships? How do they show up for? And then start to look at, well, what part of that would be serving for me and what part of that would help me be able to also grow my wealth or uh, move forward in my life in that way? You know, there's, oh gosh, I can't remember where I read this, that there was some sort of article or something about the amount of people or CEOs or people in the top who could be classified somewhere on the scale of Uh, It was either narcissism or sociopathy. And it's because they're so cutthroat to get to the top. They don't have the feelings that you and I have. And so they will make moves that you and I will never make Mm. because we're in that consciousness. So let's talk about how to be a conscious person and not necessarily, you said tycoon. And what that brought up for me was like (laughs) one of those people who will stop at nothing to get what they want. I don't know if that's what that means, but that's what it, it, that's what I heard. So whatever the word is, like, how do we become the person or, or we are the person, but right. how do we activate within ourselves? You know, what's the language I should use here, Kara? I think you know what I'm getting at, but how do we become that person that's inside of us to move through the world consciously and still get what we want? Cause there is that misconception or misbelief that many people have. Well, money doesn't grow in trees. Money is the root of all evil. So we know we have to banish those from our consciousness in order to move more fully into declaring the worth, the wealth that we already have. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because there's two things that come up for me is like that money. One of the things that was actually, cause you're talking about you know, narcissism and all these things. I think, I, I think it's a really beautiful thing to just add in here that money doesn't necessarily shift that we have mental health issues, right? There's plenty of people who have a crap ton of money and are also very mentally unwell. Um, yeah. so that's number one, like it doesn't. And I think that's really important because I think a lot of people think that you, you even said it like the more money I have that all of a sudden it's going to fix my problems. But coming from wealth, I can tell you that a lot of people in wealthy worlds do not have less mental health problems, less alcoholism. As a matter of fact, there's probably, maybe, I don't know, I don't know the stats for this, but I'd be curious to know, 
like drug abuse and all that kind of stuff. There's more money to be spent in it. Like, look at look at movie <laughs> stars, right? Look at rock stars, right? right? It's like a it's yeah. a constant party because they have all the money and the and they and they can. Um, and I think that as far as consciousness goes, you know, it's a choice. And yeah, there's some cutthroat people in the world who are going to do whatever it takes. You know, fuck anyone who gets in the way. And also, like, think of the conscious, the person who comes to my mind, and I actually don't know, like, this is just the person that's coming to my mind, is, like, Gwyneth Paltrow. And I look at these other, it's funny, actually, because, you know, she's doing so many great things in the in the health world and bringing in, from what I hear, natural products. I have not, I have not sourced, I have not looked, I don't know, you might know the answer to that. But there's all these people who are bringing in these new conscious products, new conscious health products, new conscious anything, right? Any ways that we can start to improve our lives and they are still making millions and billions of dollars. And so ultimately it's not, and this is what I always say about money. It's not money that is bad. It's the person who has the money. So if a narcissist has money, they're still going to be a narcissist. They're just going to be money with a narcissist with lots more money. If somebody, who, <laughs> right. If there's somebody who's a loving, kind, beautiful soul who wants to change the world and make it a better place from the heart of their heart, they're still going to be a person who wants to change the world from their heart of their heart and they're going to make a lot of money and they're going to give it back. And I think the thing that you can look at in this place is there's a lot of people in this world who want to give a lot, like so many, and I see this a lot. I'm sure you do too. So many people who have these big, beautiful hearts that want to do hugely amazing things in the world and they have no money. And then they feel frustrated, but they also will quite often poo-poo on money. (laughs) Right. I don't need the money. I don't need that. I'm like, no, actually you would have a lot better chance of giving to the level that you desire and making that impact in the world that you desire with more money. Food Heals Nation, do you get overwhelmed by the thought of meditation? Like sitting there quiet, stopping your thoughts. It's like can be really overwhelming, right? To think about just sitting there in silence. And that's why I love guided meditations. Because it's like a regular meditation practice doesn't have to look like, oh, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. I'm meditating for an hour in silence with incense burning every single day, right? It can be so much simpler and a lot more fun and totally customized for you. So creating a regular meditation practice can make you feel more calm. It can reduce stress. It can reduce anxiety. It can help you sleep better and ultimately help you connect with that inner wisdom within you. And all of these things, of course, lead to a happier, more fulfilled life. So that's why I love Katie Kremitzos' Meditation for Women series of podcasts. Food Heals Nation, I know you're a podcast listener and a lover because you're listening to this show right now. And if you're not listening to Katie Kremitzos, you are seriously missing out. You know Katie from so many episodes of Food Heals, and she has become my go-to for all of my guided meditations. You know meditation is incredible for your mental, spiritual, and emotional health. You may have tried to meditate before, but like it's hard to get into a regular habit. Let Katie help you out with that. Um, it's time to get started because these are guided meditations that will make you feel amazing, make you feel more calm, more connected, and just happier. So whether you want to do a meditation in the morning, in the middle of the day, or before you go to bed, Katie has got your back. She's got her sleep meditation podcast. She's got ones that you can listen to all throughout the day. She's got morning meditations, basically everything you need. Go to Women's Meditation Network. 
www.thelatestpodcast.com. And then of course, you can go and follow and subscribe to the latest episodes on your favorite podcast player like Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to this show right now, whatever your favorite podcast player is. I can't live without it, Food Heals Nation. I know that it will help you meditate as well, or just relax a little. Look, that's all it's really about, right? Just clear your mind and get some manifestation done while you lay there. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? So again, it's womensmeditationnetwork.com. Go check it out today and let me know how you like it. There's one topic I want to shift gears for a minute to chat about for two reasons. One is because our mutual friend, Laura, was like, you got to talk to Carrie about this. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. And number two is because I'm moving. So I need this topic more than ever. And if anyone else um, in Food Heals Nation is listening, they're moving, they're redecorating, or they just want to change the flow around their house. Another thing that Carrie is very passionate and knowledgeable and knowledgeable about is feng shui, feng shui, feng shui, feng shui, whatever you want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about feng shui and what are some things that we can do? Because we're talking about the flow earlier. We want things to flow easily into our lives, but we can't be blocking the flow by having a messed up house. So tell us what we can do. Yes. (laughs) I I love feng shui. It's a really fun, uh, it's a fun tool. And the thing that I love about feng shui is the magic and the ease and flow of how, uh, I think I'm going to say this because so, so often when you get into like deep healing work, it's like, it's work, right? We got to do the stuff with feng shui. I can literally pick up like one thing, put it over there. And I'm like, how did that just shift everything? And like, all of a sudden I'm making different, like a client shows up. I'm like, I don't understand. That was so easy. It's just to me, feng shui is magic. So, so one of the things like the, the premises of feng shui for you to understand that I think is so, uh, so empowering to know is, have you ever heard of a Bagua map, Allison? Yes, I do. Yes. I, I know what the map is. I have a bunch of books. I just haven't opened them in such a long time. I need a good refresher. Okay. So for those of you who are listening and you don't know what it is, it's spelled B-A-G-U-A. You can go Google it. There'll be bazillions of them will show up. A Bagua map. Right. And it is the foundation for feng shui for, yeah, for some, uh, for some, there's as, as everything, there's different aspects. I mean, different art, different lineages of feng shui, right? The one that I study yeah. is, has the Bible map. And so basically what that is, is an energetic blueprint for a physical space or energetic map for physical space to be really simple here, because we're talking about abundance. If you were to stand at the front door of your home, the architectural front door, not the one that you use that you like come in through the side door because it's the garage or the back door because that's the easy way, the, the actual architectural front door of your house, and you go to the far back corner on the left side, that is your abundance corner. Mm-hmm. If you are blocked in your abundance, you will probably see some blockages there. There could be, I know when I first learned this, it was our laundry. Mm-hmm. It is our, it was our laundry room. And then mm-hmm. just outside that was the living room and the laundry I had at the time when we were doing this, I had like an infant and a three-year-old. So you can imagine there, there was laundry piled everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there was always laundry piled everywhere. And so my mentor was like, um, hello, you've got, first of all, drainage. And second of all, you just got this laundry that's just like flowing into every aspect of your living room right now, which is your abundance corner. You need to clear that up and you need to keep it clean. And so we need to mm-hmm. look at these areas. And when you look at the Bagua map, like you can, you know, just go look and you'll see 
all these different yeah. areas, you can start to look like what's in those spaces. Am I blocking the flow? And so sometimes for me, like I will look right now, I have in that area, I was literally thinking about this today. It was very interesting. I'll tell you the story. Um, but in that area, we've had uh, a bookshelf and it's our living room. And so sometimes though, like the area where the bookshelf is, it's got blankets, it falls out, it gets a little messy. The kids drop their crap there. And I'm like, oh, and so I'll just go. And with the intention, this is the you know intentionality as you would get is so important because you're probably already doing some of this and you don't even realize it. But when mm-hmm. you actually set the intention with it, then you're like, oh, look what happened. And so you can right. just go clear that space, like just go, okay, so I need to bring some more abundance into my life or I choose to, and I'm going to go clear it. Now, when I talk about clearing, I mean like go and like literally like it, sometimes in that cabinet, I'll just take everything out. I'll refold everything. I'll put it back away, wipe down the shelves, um, wipe the walls off, do the dusting, uh, whatever you can, like vacuum, like literally clean as, as much as you can possibly clean in that space with the intention I'm cleaning the space and I'm clearing the way for more and more abundance to show up in my life. Um, the interesting thing I was going to say, I was just like, I'm, so I'm in the middle of launching currently my mastermind for this crypto space. It's a one year mastermind and I've just broken through, uh, my yearly income in the first month of January. Freaking amazing. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, it's very exciting. And, uh, when I laughed, I laughed because I was like, my husband, I love actually, cause we're going to say this on food, on the food heals podcast. My husband is studying permaculture right now and he mm-hmm. has created an aquaponics tank that our, our fish tank that's aquaponic to a, a veggie garden that's now behind our couch in the living room, which is our abundance area. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about it, but I literally was sitting there looking today. I was like, huh, he only did that about wow. two months ago. <laughs> And I was like, so, so one of the things that's really good to put in abundance corners is a flowing water piece. Like you can put in a fountain or something, making sure Mm. this is really important. You can even just put pictures of water up, but making sure that like water is a very tricky thing to work with. It's amazing, but it's also very tricky. So making sure that all of the waves or whatever the movement of the water is moving in towards you, not going out the door, not going out the building. <gasps> Ooh, right? that's a good one. Yeah, right? Yeah, because otherwise you're sense. sending your money out, you're sending your energy out, you want it to be moving in. The other thing to consider when you have water, because I'm just sitting here thinking because I'm talking about a living room right now, you do not want to put a water image behind your... Uh, couch with movement because you can actually be saying I'm sending my abundance. I can't see it. It's just going past me because it's behind me and it's moving, but it's going past me. Um, so it's another thing, actually, I mean, this is totally something you can't necessarily change, but if you're actually moving, just paying attention, it's also a thing for houses. Like if you have like a Creek that runs behind your house, it can mean that you're sending water right past your house. Like it'll just flow right past you. Um, oh, I grew up with a creek behind my house. <laughs> and a lot we had, there was a lake in front, a waterfall flowed down. I mean, this was a beautiful property. I cannot believe that I didn't appreciate it at the time, but a lake in front, then a waterfall flowing down next to my bay window, which ended in a creek that ran past the back of the house. I mean, it was beautiful so though, beautiful. but I never thought about the flow. <laughs> right. And it's interesting because it's just little things and it's just interesting to consider. And like every, every piece of feng shui, there is a remedy to it. There's just certain things that are a bit more challenging to work with. 
Um, right, but, because you might move into a space that has a corner that you can't change physically, but you can change by adding things. Like, yes. I don't know about you, but like, so when I'm in an Airbnb right now, well, I can't change the whole place. It's already furnished and it's gorgeous and it feels great. The first thing about feng shui is, does it feel good? Because you know when it doesn't. But um, so when I moved in, what I did, just little things like adding red, beautiful love candles to my love and relationships corner. Yes. I've got my book, one of my favorite books about really wealth alchemy, now that I'm going to say that word, but it's called Money and the Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. That's in my, you know, I've got a pile of books, but that's in my, um, and, and when I but say pile, good. I mean really. Yeah, it's in my money wealth and wealth and money corner. And um just little things like that because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about, the feeling <clears throat> that you get from the energy created. And I bet that laundry pile did not give you a good feeling. Oh hell no. You know what I mean? <laughs> I still don't like laundry piles. And they still happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're never not gonna happen. <laughs> I have two children and they still happen. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to put them away so I don't see them. <laughs> yes, yes. The children or the laundry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love my kids. It's really funny because I, I literally, before getting here, I sent you a message like, I don't know if I can make it. My kid's crying. He's really upset. He's sick. But he's with my daddy. He's with his daddy now. He's managed to calm down. <laughs> oh, well, he, we we didn't manifest a cancellation because I did not we, see your message. We so. did not. We did not. It's all good. Um, yeah, another piece that you could put back there into like an abundance corner is the citrine is a piece Mm. of citrine, uh, crystal. It's one of the most beautiful candle, uh, crystals for abundance. And jade is another really good one too. Oh, and I'm just having ideas for you. Um, money plants. Have you, do you have any money plants? Jade money plants? I do. I'm going to tell you something and you're not going to like it. It is still in a storage box. (laughs) (gasps) No, I'm not going to like that. (laughs) Oh gosh. I have to go find it. Right. Because I have not unpacked it, but I had it when I left LA girl and I do not have it now. So it is in one of, and I only have now what I can fit in my car, but there's just a couple of big boxes that I've carried around, which is just things I cannot part with. And I didn't even unpack them because I'm only here for four months. So I know, shame on me. I'm going to go unpack it when I get how, off this call. But, how, but how is the money plant living in a box? Oh, it's no, it's a crystal one. It's a crystal money plant. It's a purple crystal. So it's not um, a lot. Oh, one I'm of sorry, those. I okay, okay, okay. No, that's okay. That's okay. You can leave yeah, it in it's, a box. Yeah, it's okay. purple. It's, it's, it's whatever you're <laughs> like one of those I bought amethyst. it at the, like a money tree. Yeah. Those, like amethyst yeah, I money literally trees. bought it in New York at a, at a store that it was probably called the Crystal Manifestation Store. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yes. it was the store. Yes. Okay. So I'll give you some tips on that. So these are things that you can think about, right? These are things that most people yeah. do not consider when they're doing this. And I find it fascinating. They put bamboo out for the same reason. You know, a lot of places like mm-hmm. stores will have like a stick of bamboo for people to be able to yeah. buy for lucky stuff. So yeah. in, in these places, what you want to consider when you're looking to buy one of those money trees or when you're looking to buy the bamboo, a lot of times they actually almost like glue them in. Or sometimes those money trees, the branches are like glued together and they don't move. And like there's mm. no, uh, yeah, there's no movement in it. You do not want that. Like I don't want a plant that can't grow. Right. I don't want a plant right. that's glued in and can't grow. I don't want a money tree that has, I mean, obviously a crystal money tree isn't going to grow, but it needs yeah. to have to be able to flow, right? There are differences. There are some that I'm like, wow, that's just stuck and it's bound up. So what are you telling your, your energy around your money? If this is the crystal plant that you're bringing in and you're like, you're stuck and bound up and you know, it's not, it's not 
really an amazing experience. So these are things to really consider when you start to look at some of these feng shui items is making sure that they have the ability to grow. Um, things like bonsai plants are no-no mm-hmm. in feng shui because of that. Like you're always trimming it. It's got to stay in this perfect place and it doesn't have the ability to be on its own and expression and its, and its fullness and grow. Oh, that would probably activate my perfectionism problem. So that's a no. That's a hard no for me. I'm like, it's a hard no for me too. I can't even imagine. Um, and the other thing about money plans, if you were to get, so I'm like, I'm, there's a part of me that wants a video. I want to show you. Um, uh, if you were to go get a money plant, they're called Chinese money plants. They're called money plants, um, jade money plants, jade plants. Uh, and they have, they're like a succulent. And if you, if you know somebody who has one, you can chop a branch off of it and it's something that will actually regrow, like you can cultivate it. Um, so it's really kind of beautiful if you have a friend because then it's this really beautiful abundant. I'm sharing the wealth and I'm sharing the abundance and you can, you can share that way. Um, but if you have to go out and buy one, go out and buy one, that's fine. The thing to know about them is, again, this is these thought processes, putting it at the front of your house because your money comes in People I've watched, I'm not even kidding. The amount of people that I've told this to, they're like, Carrie, my money plans out the back. I'm like, well, move it to the front. Carrie, you wouldn't believe a check came in the mail. A thousand dollars just showed up. I just got a new client. I'm like, not a surprise because again, we're putting our money out the back. Like it's flowing out the back and I want it at the front. I want it to bring the money in. And so these are just types of things that you can start to think of is like in the placement of where's my flow. Am I letting the flow go out or am I keeping that flow within? I love that. Okay. These are such great tips. Um, the book is called The New Wealth, Magnetize Abundance, Hold Your Wealth, and Lead a Legacy. Your podcast is The Wealth Alchemist. Where can everyone follow you, stalk you, learn more about you, all that good stuff? You can come to, oh, by the way, there is also another one called, another book called How to Use Feng Shui to Create Business Abundance, Should You Desire, a very simple and easy to read feng shui book that I designed literally for your, you know, like, just, I just want to, because like you just said, Allison, I have all these books, but I can't read them. <laughs> you can read them, that's wrong. <laughs> but like they're heavy. A lot of feng shui books are really like thick and there's a lot of education in it. And a lot of it you don't actually need. It's kind of like, I don't need to understand how a bank holds my money and loans it out. I don't need to understand all of that. I just need to be able to go and put these things in the right places. And so I created this book that's literally all about the abundance pieces. Like all you need to do is go and take these and go do it. You can finish it. I have people who finish it in like an hour start doing the movements and like they'll be like Carrie three hours later they're like you wouldn't believe I'm like I would believe actually (laughs) so that book is there for you too uh and if you want you can find me on Instagram at Carrie Norley k-e-r-i-n-o-r-l-e-y or Facebook I am Carrie Kaplan Norley on Facebook uh, my website is kirinorley.com. And if you're interested in any of the crypto stuff, I have just run a intro to crypto training. It will give you so much more than what we've already talked about here to give you the big picture of what's actually going on in the world. Again, if like I literally walk people through how to get into Coinbase, if that's interesting to any of you that want to go and start learning this process. Um, and that you can go to is kirinorley.com forward slash crypto intro. Beautiful. All right, Carrie. Well, I'm getting the books now. I really appreciate you coming on Food Heals today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Allison. It's been a pleasure. I have loved the conversation and love your show. All right, Food Heals Nation. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Carrie. And if you want to do a deep dive with Carrie and I into the world of crypto and DeFi and NFTs and more, I did ask Carrie some more 
practical money questions. That's all inside the VIP club. So go to glow.fm slash food heals to sign up just five bucks a month and you'll get bonus interviews and private podcasts on health and wealth and so much more. In Carrie's episode, we covered stable coins, the metaverse, crypto, DeFi, how to get paid to learn about crypto, how to see what other people who are becoming digital currency multimillionaires are investing in, and so much more. VIP podcast will download straight to your preferred podcast player, just like Food Heals does. So you can sign up for five bucks a month at glow.fm slash food heals. We had a really interesting conversation and I learned a lot. I know you will too. All right. And so since I did that interview, I started getting really into feng shui because I was moving at the time when I interviewed Carrie, I was in my old place. Now I'm in my new place and, you know, I'm figuring out what furniture do I want to put in here? How do I want to decorate? What colors do I want to use? What goes in what corner? Which corner is represented on the bagua? Like which one is my wealth corner? Which one is my relationship corner? You know, it's fun and exciting. And it's like, I have this blank canvas to to paint on, which is really fun. So I went back and I listened to an interview that I did with Dana and uh, Leslie Durso years ago. And because she's a feng shui expert and it was great to listen to. It was really fun. I learned a lot again, even though it had been a while, I didn't remember everything we had talked about. So in the theme of feng shui, after speaking with Carrie and um, going back and listening to the interview with Dana, I wanted to share this with you. And of course, you can always go back and listen to the full episode anytime. It's an episode of Food Heals. It was episode 213. Roll it, Roxy. picked up a book a few years ago. It wasn't the current one, the Marie Kondo one that everyone's talking about, but it was about how to clear your clutter to help your life. And it was like life-changing. I was like, oh my God, my clutter is affecting my mind. And it is making me overwhelmed and giving me all of these issues that I don't even know that exist because of the fact that I have clutter in my office and clutter in my home. Clutter is a really crazy thing. Clutter actually even affects your physical body like clutter creates stress hormones clutter creates all sorts of anxiety insomnia sleeplessness if anyone listening can't sleep clear out your bedroom closets like it really makes a huge difference it's true if you're trying to lose weight declutter your kitchen your pantry your refrigerator you got to clean it all out we have talked about that lots together and i talked to other people about that as well i think one of the best possible things you can do in your life This is incredible. Okay, so we can lose weight by clearing out our pantry. So what do we need to clear out? Just the junk that we're not using? Like, is it things that are not in use? Things that we're not loving? All of the above, but I really believe that one of the most important things to do is to start with the stuff that you use every day. Okay. So I I do this new year camp. It's an immersion camp. It's this catalyst camp. And it's all about like freeing yourself once you clear clutter from your whole life. And the biggest thing that I start with is this really simple thing, your daily routine, every place that you go, that you, everything that you use daily, clear that first so that you see progress. Everyone tends to want to start with like that garage that they know is so full and it's going to be such a big accomplishment. And I'm like, it is going to be a big accomplishment, but it's also such a big thing to start with huge undertaking yeah Yeah. let's start small but when you start with things that are really in your daily life like your purse you know what I mean it's like oh my gosh my day is so much better I could find Mm -hmm. my keys in one second instead of three minutes like these small things but they really indicate 
we go through the day and we pick up all of these sensory impulses, right? So for instance, even like a walk into a house, you're walking on a path. If that path is broken and you're like tripping over it and you're wearing heels and you're falling over and it's suddenly you're getting a message before you even get out into the world that life is hard that it's mm. like you're being tripped up, that there's all this difficulty. Mm. And the same thing happens with things like your cluttered purse that we all tend to accumulate. And clutter doesn't discriminate. Everyone has it, unless you're an extreme minimalist. And even extreme minimalists have their own mental clutter and other kinds right. of clutter. <laughs> so it's really just a process of letting these things go. But if you start with your daily routine, for instance, everything from when you get up in the morning, where's your toothbrush? What is it with? How, how much stuff is there? Like, can I clear that off? Okay, now I can do my whole like morning thing. It's so much easier in the bathroom. Now, where do I go next? The kitchen. Okay, my refrigerator is a disaster. Let me organize it so I can find my breakfast better. All of these things. And it's just trace your steps through one day and just point out all the little things that you can even just make small adjustments to. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it's like, whoa, I had yeah. no idea. This is so much easier. And that gives you the momentum to clean the garage or the giant closet or something else without feeling like I've got no reward. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. you already mm -hmm. have so many rewards that you're like, oh, this is fantastic. No, if I clear my physical space, I absolutely clear my mental space. But let's go back a little bit and tell us about what is the definition of feng shui and what is it to you and how did you get into it? Okay, those three big questions. So <laughs> first of all, for everyone who has heard of feng shui before and knows a lot about feng shui, um, this may sound similar but maybe a little different than what you've experienced. And for those of you who have no idea what feng shui is, Feng shui is the art and science of creating the ideal space, the optimal space for you to thrive. Mm. So, and one of the things about the way that I work is that it's very individualistic. That's what we talked about before we turned on the microphones today. Yeah. <laughs> and how the way that I work is very much, you know, a lot of people have read books with tips and rules and even heard about superstitions and bad luck. And they it's never termed a superstition. It's called like, feng shui cure or a bad year or a bad number, bad direction, unfortunate directions, good fortune directions. I just feel like it's deeply disempowering and unethical to tell people that because of the year or the day or the direction you're facing in, that something terrible is going to happen to you. Yeah. Bravo. <laughs> it's like a, a ray of truth sunshine. <laughs> So that was the start of me differentiating what I do. So I'll back up and say how I started doing what I did, what I do now, and what I did leading up to it was completely an accident. I started doing this about 12 years ago. I had been working in all of these creative arenas in Hollywood. I had so much going on. I burned myself out tremendously and all in the pursuit of this optimal life. So I had this notion that an optimal life was literally not sleeping, pushing everything to the limit, working at level 10. The hustle. It was the hustle times a thousand mm -hmm. because I would find like 
the random healer person and all of these people to bring into my hustle to justify why I was doing something so unhealthy to myself. Mm-hmm. So Leslie's shaking her head because she's like, I've seen this all. I've seen the whole thing. I've known her before and after this. And I was very committed. You couldn't talk me out of the fact. And that's why I never try to talk anyone out of the track that they're on because you couldn't talk me off mm-hmm. my train. Mm-hmm. I was going to just do everything I could to get to some unknown random amazing location and I was going to optimize everything in this really rigorous insane way and my life on the outside looked awesome Mm -hmm. and on the inside I just melted down completely and it was just very sudden it was within a few weeks I was in the hospital no one knew what was wrong with me. I, everyone was questioning what was going on. What sent you to the hospital? I had this insane, I had nonstop fevers, autoimmune things happening. Mm. I didn't know that's what it was, but that's what was happening. I just couldn't even keep food down. I was losing, I was like maybe 90 pounds and I'm 5'9 by the time I got to the hospital because I was so stubborn and I kept going to chiropractors and mm-hmm. acupuncturists and fix me. And they were like, you need to go to the hospital. And I was wow. like, wow. I'm about to get really humbled and I was actually about to get put in the ICU almost. I just randomly made it. I I very barely, barely escaped from what would have been a lot, lot worse. But it took me, it was a good few weeks in and out of the hospital plus maybe six months of recovering. And for the first three months of recovering, I couldn't leave my house. And this was the first time I'd ever been forced to stay in my house since I was an adult, like any sort of adult. Yeah. So I was like, what is going on here? I live in this bungalow <laughs> in the hills and it's there is nothing on the walls there. I haven't moved in. I don't even know what's in my closet. I don't know what's going on. I just felt really disconnected. I could be living in just like, what would be now like some random Airbnb. It felt Mm -hmm. like it wasn't really my home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I've heard of this feng shui stuff before. I don't know if it could help me, but anything that can help me sensibly get better because now I was on like a human pace. I still wasn't even on a slow pace, but I was on like a human pace and I was really tired and I was really committed to fixing whatever had happened that I was like, okay, I'll just research. So I found feng shui, I started doing more research and I found these crazy tips and things. And I say crazy very, I have a very hard line. If something is very superstitious, I don't care if it works for people. Lots of placebo effects and nocebo effects work for people. Anything that felt like it was taking me back to the place that got me sick, giving my power away to experts, giving my power away to other people. I was like, that's not for me. I'm doing something else. So I stumbled upon a form of feng shui that was based on the tradition, but because there is a lot of science and amazing wisdom in the tradition and concepts, but also real like modern science and all sorts of innovations on top of it that made it really make sense to me. And I was like, I've got nothing but time right now. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll just study this and like become a professional. And when I can go back to working in the art world or doing whatever I'm doing, then I'll be able to use this with someone. So it was- And you had yourself to experiment on it, sounds like. I had only (laughs) myself and I was doing it just for myself. And I think that- a lot of the wellness experts I know started doing this for themselves. I mean, you were a vegan before, like just sort of comes out naturally of your life. You just get really passionate about something that you're doing for yourself. And it was just 
very, very, very shocking that it became what it became. I had no intention. I didn't have like a business plan when I went into doing this. It was like, this is for me. And then I did it for a friend and my friend got this massive investment and called me up and he was like, I don't know what you did, but a week later, someone just gave me $500,000. And I was like, whoa, you can come over to my house. I was like, that's awesome. (laughs) I mean, we're at my house. It's right there. (laughs) We'll look at your house in a sec. And so it was very, um, it was like, I kept getting all of these confirmations because to me, even though it was working for me, I still couldn't even fathom, even though I'd done this professional training, I couldn't fathom that I would ever be doing this for people. And I was like, I know it works for me, but I'm a certain kind of person. So how do I know that it would work for any other person, especially people I don't know. So my friend was like, you know, Tumblr is like a thing right now. Tumblr had like just started. It was like Tumblr was like a thing at the moment. It Mm -hmm. just started and she was like, I got this whole thing going on on Tumblr. I'm going to start a Tumblr. So she came over, started a Tumblr for me in like five seconds. And I was like, that was easy. This is, is it so kind of easy. like starting a blog? Yeah, but it was like, this was like 10 years ago. Yeah. So yeah. starting a blog was hard. You yeah. know, it was at the same time you were starting yours, I was starting a blog. Yeah. And so there was a big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, Dana was like off and running to the races and I was still like setting up the homepage. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I was doing it just to share random information I was like this is really cool look at this house this is this like what do you think of that and all of a sudden and I posted a lot of art because that's my background and all of a sudden it became crazy popular and I was like should I actually look at this is this a thing yeah (laughs) so it it kind of kept growing and as it kept growing I kept like asking the people on Tumblr in this community like, hey, does anyone want to do a consultation with me for free? And I started doing consultations and one girl got a huge job and one girl became famous and another one. And I was like, these are all strangers. It seems to consistently work. And then finally a friend was like, how many people do you have to help for free before you understand that this is actually a thing? And I was like, maybe I'll just do it forever like this. And she was like, no, why are you stuck? And I was like, I don't know. There's just something in me. And it was really, I understand looking back, it was because feng shui itself is laden with so much, like the first notion people get, and maybe it's changing now when you think of feng shui as like strings and statues and someone walking around, like doing blessings and all of these things that I would never do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how could I even present myself you know what I mean outside of this world that I've created how could I present myself to people I would have to be constantly explaining to them what it is that I do and so it just kept happening it just one thing led to another thing led to meeting people that it all just grew and suddenly I was like oh I have my own method now I'm starting my own school like everything happened in this progression that I never ever thought I would do it all came from understanding and this is something for everyone to just kind of this is sort of what I tell everyone and what I'm really into everyone knowing is you create your own luck you create your own fortune you create your own opportunities yes there are times where everything seems to come together really easily and that's awesome but that's not something we can rely upon. You know what I mean? You kind of rely upon like the stars aligning every minute. Like Mm -hmm. things happen, but in every situation you have choices that you can make. And I always say there are two camps of thought, like two schools of thought, big schools of thought. One is like you create your life and the other is that life is happening to you. Life happens to you, yeah. And I think all of us probably agree we're creating our own 
lives. And when you look at that, when you use that concept and look at it in your home, look at it in your habits, look at it in your life, you see wherever something is stuck or not moving forward, it's where you've been a little bit more effect than cause. And would you say that a lot of times a reflection of what's going on in our home is what's going on inside? Always. Absolutely always. It's a really personal interpretation. Like a lot of people will say, oh, I have this tree in this area and like what does that mean and I, I spend a lot of my day sending messages to people with questions that say what does that mean to you yeah how does that yeah. make you feel there's because, no definition there's no rules <laughs> not like and not like that for sure because everyone has like really unique things it's funny I had someone um, a few people have messaged me messages about haunted houses and people who live with spirits and sort of um, people who have like the remains of someone um, buried in their backyard of, of an animal, pets and things like that. And it was like, is this bad feng shui? And it's like, do you want it there? You know what I mean? If this <laughs> what makes, does it mean to you? If this makes yeah. you feel good, then it is good feng shui. If it's weird to you and you feel creeped out by it, then of course it's not good. You know what I mean? And if I were to tell you that if you're creeped out by it, no, you should keep it there because it's good feng shui, then you should fire me. You should <laughs> never talk to me because it's weird. But I've I've seen and heard and now gotten thousands over the years of messages of people who start their message with help, exclamation point. Someone told me my door is in this area and because the front door is facing here, we don't have the money to remodel the house. I, I know all these bad things are gonna happen and already I'm getting this and my husband had this. And I'm like, what did someone do to you? Just set you on when an expert speaks, it's like any expert, yeah. everyone yeah. who has any any voice of any authority speaks to you and says, this is bad, something bad is going to happen, that's powerful and that's unfortunate. Food Heals Nation, by now you know that I love traveling with my Organifi green juice packs. They are convenient, easy to use, full of detoxifying herbs, superfood nutrition, which is just perfect when you're on the go and you need your greens. And you also know that I'm obsessed with ending my day with the Organifi Gold, which helps me sleep and detoxify while I dream. And today I want to talk about one of my other favorite products that is my go-to. I think it is really making my skin glow and it's called Organifi Glow. <laughs> uh, they launched it this summer and I've been pretty much addicted ever since. So when people ask me, what kind of collagen do you use? I'm like, I don't use collagen because I'm plant-based, but this is a plant-based collagen with the same effects, right? So with Organifi Glow, you can build collagen naturally using nature's most potent superfoods. I know that collagen seems to be in like everything these days. It's so trendy, but it's unfortunately almost never vegan. And thankfully for me and for you, Organifi's product is vegan, organic, gluten-free, soy-free, and keto-friendly. And it kind of tastes like a raspberry lemonade, which is perfect because it's springtime and summer's on its way. It's great for the kids too. It's loaded with hydrating aloe vera with rose hips, which is a potent antioxidant, which is high in vitamin C. It's got tremella, mushroom, bamboo, silica, which is necessary for collagen formation. It's got potent DNA repairing alma and so much more. It's just worth 
checking out. And like I said, it's like a lemonade. So it's really easy to drink. You can pop it in a smoothie or just mix it with some water and get your glow on. So if you're ready to nourish your skin and reclaim its natural radiance, Organifi has a special offer just for you, Food Heals Nation. Go to OrganifiShop.com, use the coupon code FOODHEALS and get 20% off your first order. Check it out, try it, and let me know how you like it. You gave us one example of the person that manifested money after you worked with them. Can you give us some examples of how your life changed, how some of your clients' life have changed after kind of feng shuiing their home with your philosophy? Yeah, I mean, and I don't, it's so funny because I don't take credit for what other people do because I literally participate with them. Like we do it. You do it together. together. Yeah. Um, of course, I know what, I know all of the stuff, so I'm guiding the process, but for instance, I don't tell people precisely what to do. Unless I'm being hired to design a space, design it, design it. I don't say, this is the sofa you must have. This is exactly the color. We'll talk about all the various options and then what makes the most sense. And sometimes I'll just say, this is why I recommend this. And they'll say, could I do a fountain instead? And I'm like, yes, you get it. <laughs> like, this is totally what I mean. Yeah. So, um, I still marvel at the testimonials that people have sent me. For me personally, I mean, this helped me to actually become me. It helped me to get my voice. It helped me to have the confidence and creative self-expression that I didn't have, even though I should have had. There was every reason why I should have it, but I didn't. It really helped me to get grounded in my life. A lot of the principles have to do with really being grounded. I'm very much like, woo, like up here, like yeah. by nature. So I'm like, oh shut off the phone, let's do this, get grounded. And it's, I mean, it's helped me create this whole world, this whole like creative endeavor and business and thing that's so much bigger than anything I ever could have envisioned doing on my own. So it's been epic and it continues to kind of spiral into things that are bigger than I ever thought possible. So now my vision of it is so much more expanded. But for my clients, it's been everything from seeing people get just everything, the new jobs, the new relationships, you know, the sudden marriages after divorces with the soulmates arriving and all of those things that you hear about that yeah. are the things that happen. The, the amazing deals, the amazing money coming in, people becoming famous, all of those things that people love, especially in LA, like all of those things I see all the time, but the big wins, the big things, the things that bring tears to my eyes and still like I, I almost lose my breath are people who are like, I never thought I'd be happy again. And I am. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would be able to love myself and look in the mirror and love who I see. I never thought I would be able to take care of myself. I never thought that I would be able to heal after a narcissistic relationship. I never thought that I was going to be able to build my life up after a tragedy. I never thought that I could get through this grief. Ooh, that was mine. Yeah. Just gave me chills. <laughs> it's, I got chills. I mean, these are the things that when I hear those, that's what this is all about. It's yeah. all the other stuff. Like there's so many manifestation tools and things and you can make it complex or you can make it simple. I'm very much for simple, but I think that the deeper stuff really requires practice. And all of our homes and our stories and situations are different, but 
Are there some general tips you can give? Like this one's for wealth, this one's for grief. Okay, so some generally good things that I think everyone benefits from. That's a good question. I think everyone, and you, you started off by saying this, everyone benefits from more clear space. Everyone benefits from clearing clutter across the boards, no question. There are lots of methods to do it. Everyone benefits from doing it. The easier you make it on yourself to do it, the better, because yeah. complex is never the greatest thing. Everyone benefits, I think, a lot from having more nature in their lives. Like right now we're sitting with like lawn outside and trees everywhere and fruit bowls and all sorts of stuff everywhere. The fruit is fake, but the rest is real. <laughs> but all, there's vegan food everywhere. It's like <laughs> there's plants all over. You know, there's there's a sense of we're in a sense of nature. I feel like I'm in a tree house right now. Yeah, because so. I do have – well. So if you're listening, you don't know, my, my home is in the front and we're in my studio, which is a guest house that I transformed into a studio and there's bushes and trees and grass around and big windows, full big of light. Windows. Yeah. So this is actually good for the nature component, but is there anything that you would break down in the room that is not so great? Again, not so great is something we can talk about. We'll talk about how everything flows in the room. We'll talk about how you use the room. We'll talk about how the energy goes in the room. Like for instance, I'm positioned right now. There's the paneled mirrors. Yes, you so have I'm the mirrors. positioned where the mirrors are like straight on me and I'm not half and half between mirrors because for anyone who's sitting here or sitting here, they're getting fractured. So if you have a wall, have one solid mirror or select a mirror is ideal. If you have fragmented mirrors, you need to make sure that people aren't seeing fragmented visions of themselves because that can just on a very subconscious and conscious level, you can look at yourself and be like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa. I, a lot of people think it looks cool and it does look cool like aesthetically to have multiple mirrors on a wall. Like, you know, someone yeah. will hang like a bunch of mirrors. Um, be aware when you do that, that you're creating a lot of energy and a lot of sort of bursts of energy coming from the wall. So see how it makes you feel when you walk by that. Does it just look cool? Does it feel good? Oh, um, and yeah. so a lot of times we set up our homes in ways that look cool, but they don't necessarily function or feel right. So that's something everyone can look at in their home. Look at all the decor stuff that you've done and ask yourself like, okay, I like the way this looks. I love the way it looks. It's great. But I just don't like the way it feels. Like I love the way this sofa looks. I just hate sitting on it. Like I love the way this, this chair is like art. No one sits on it because it's so terrible to sit on. And you have to, and, and I think that there's a fine line of balance. Like, I think that's fine to have certain things in your home that are absolutely purely aesthetic, but you have to have a space that you can live in and that feels right and that doesn't make you feel like, okay, we're living in a museum space. Yeah. We don't touch this. I'm from Jersey, so I grew up with like, everyone having plastic on their couches and like, <laughs> oh you know, it's like old school, like super old school Jersey and plastic on couches. And then everyone had a living room, like a, like a special living room, mm -hmm. living room, for the formal guests where you yes. could not sit yeah. on the sofas mm -hmm. and you couldn't touch it and you couldn't pick up the phone. You couldn't do anything there because it was like just you know just yeah. for the fancy yeah. Yeah. yeah my my extended family is all east coast as well and yes yep. the plastic came off my grandparents couch maybe like <laughs> i don't know seven years ago yeah. and it, we finally started using the room they're in their 90s <laughs> why not at this point 
It's it's amazing. So, you know, I, I grew up with a lot of a sense of everything being saved for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the dining room is only for the holidays. Like, why don't we eat here? This is crazy. This yeah. dining room is so awesome. And like we don't ever go in it unless it's like five days out of the year. A lot of times that mentality trying to trickles in. So you want to see that you're actually using the amazing things you have and that the amazing things you have are useful. Yeah, even so Leslie and I just got back from Italy and I have all of these wonderful olive oils and wines and all of this stuff. And I'm texting with my friend that I haven't seen in a while that I miss very much. She's like, well, I'll come over. And I'm like, we'll pop the Italy wine. She's like, don't you want to save it for a special occasion? I'm like, Uh you are the special occasion. Uh Like, I want to use it right away and enjoy it. I don't want it sitting here for 20 years. I'm a super, super, not victim, but that is me. I I used to save everything for special occasions. And I realized that things were going bad because I wasn't using them. Like I would get a really fancy lotion and so I'd just keep it in my bathroom and it would make me so happy that I had this super fancy lotion <laughs> and then I'd finally open it and it would be completely separated and ruined. Yeah, and I, I can't use it anymore. Use it anyway. Mm. And same with food. I know so many people when I go into their kitchens and pantries, they got some salt, special salts from their trip to Asia and that trip was seven years ago. Right, right. And Things that you that come into your life are meant to be used. I 100% agree with Dana on this. Like everything in your house should have a purpose and a use. And if you're not using it, you should think about why it's there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so that's a big one for everyone. That's a big tip. In terms of wealth and money, um, I really there are a few things that I think are really important, but just a feeling sense for everyone to start with. That's a, a more universal thing is what is wealth to you? What does it look like and what does it feel like? I've, I've been talking a lot about this idea of how we send the universe mixed messages. Like we think we have to get something by sacrificing a tremendous amount. Yeah. And then we say you we have to want work it. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say you want it at the same time. So I really want this job. And I'm, I, yeah. And you know in your head how hard you're going to work. You know you're not going to see your pets or your family or your husband or your wife. And you know as you're saying it that there are all these sacrifices involved because you believe that. And so you start saying these things and they don't go anywhere and they don't manifest and you don't get the next thing or if you do it does come with all these insane sacrifices so i'm a big fan of first just looking at your whole overall concept of what success is what wealth is and just making sure that you kind of clear the clutter of whatever sacrifices are built into it where you're going to lose a whole lot to get that thing. I want this relationship, but I'm going to have to give up my business. You know what I mean? Like this is the kind of things that people have built in to, and I, I hear it. I'm guilty of it. I think everyone listening is probably like, Oh, I've done that. Everyone relates to it on some level, but this, it really informs this overarching wealth picture because then when I say, okay, go into your home and see how wealthy it feels, see how successful it feels. Some people don't even know what that means. You know what I mean? Like what, what ideally do you want to feel? How do you really want to, you know, want it to feel? So get very clear on that. And then you can start looking around your home and seeing, okay, this is super shabby. It is totally not for me. I don't know why it stayed this long. Okay. This is not a part of this picture of success. And just be very intuitive about it to start and clear out, let go of, or straighten up or repair anything that is obviously 
not part of that wealth picture. Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed both of those interviews with Carrie and Dana, and I hope you're fired up about feng shui like I am. I would love to hear more about your thoughts. Feel free to DM me if you have any thoughts on feng shui or any decorating ideas for me. All right, so don't forget, you can listen to more with my interview with Carrie at the Food Heals VIP Club. That is at glow.fm slash foodheals for five bucks a month. You can download her interview and so many more interviews like I did another part of my interview with Dr. McCullough, who you remember from two episodes ago. That was just too hot for the Food Heals feed because I'm not trying to get censored here because we already know I already got censored multiple times now. (laughs) Way too many for comfort. Um, So I'm trying not to get censored. So the stuff that's a little bit out there is going in the VIP club. So you can check it all out at glow.fm slash foodheals. And speaking of censorship, if you haven't donated to the campaign, there's still time to help me out and be entered to win a swag bag. So I've got all of these amazing products from some of my favorite brands like Organifi, like Just Thrive Health, Probiotics, like Thrive Cosmetics mascara and some lip plumper and some really pretty under eye stuff. I've got energy bits. I've got CBD products from Susie's company, CBD fountain. I mean, I have so much fun swag. So how do you win a swag bag? All you have to do is go to foodhealsnation.com slash fight censorship and you'll see the fundraiser. And for every $10 you donate to help me <laughs> fight podcast and creator censorship, you'll be entered to win. And I just want to give a shout out to all the amazing people who have donated because I really appreciate you and um, I'm really excited to see who wins. Um, So pretty soon I'll start announcing the winners. So definitely get your donation in soon before I stop the contest. Okay. And hopefully you'll be one of the lucky winners. So go watch my video at foodhealsnation.com slash fight censorship. You can see what happened. I'm not going to recap at all here. If you're a regular listener, you've probably heard me talk it to death. If you're not a regular listener, um, you can go watch the video there and you can find out what happened, how I got censored, what I'm doing about it, and how you can help me um, fight this, this ridiculous censorship that is happening to creators and podcasters like myself. That's how to win. Every 10 bucks gets you an entry. So the more, the more you donate, the more entries you get. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I will see you next time. Food Heals Nation. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.